I'm Donnell Cannon. And I'm Jenny O'Mara. We're here to tell the hummingbird stories across our state of folks who are doing something. We explore how schools and communities work together to create transformative experiences with young people, work to bend the system, and chase the question, what will it take for every child in North Carolina to not only have a sound basic education, but to have catalytic experiences that drive them to step boldly into the futures they deserve and to create a better world. Join us as we interview school designers, community organizers, learning engineers, and education activists to learn what we should be thinking about when it comes to reimagining the future and the steps we can take today to create better schools, better childhoods, and better people tomorrow. We're here, we're ready. Together we have what it takes to set the world on a different path. Let's get started. Okay, Hummingbird fam, I am so excited about today's show. Up first, we'll hear a spoken word piece from Nishad Davis. After, we'll chat with Aaron Swanson about why we need radical change in education. Erin's the Director of Innovation in Edgecombe County Public Schools, where she's been inspiring and pushing many of us, including me and Donnell, to dream bigger and go bigger. I really cannot wait for you all to hear from her, so let's dig in. It was early mornings when we would walk to that school bus, but many of us forgot our science projects, but back in the projects, we was doing science. You know, cooking up the chemistry, unpacking our psychology, Oh, the dead bodies, so many autopsies, look at our biology. But we was doing science, defying gravity, raised in unthinkable conditions, but we turned them into unimaginable heights. And when Duke Power would cut off our lights, we still knew that we was bright because they can't block our shine. You know, lock my body, but you can't lock my mind. Running fast, the feds got me. And now the homies calling home because the homies got homies traumatized by dead bodies. But how do we turn this insanity into ingenuity? This desperation into the inspiration that caused my innovation. It caused my elevation. Sometimes it caused my separation. A black hustler in the South navigating through segregation. The truth is that I rose. Not just like Derek, but these same streets turned the rose into the concrete, turn the rose from the concrete. And these are the stories that I used to keep between you and me, but now I won't be discreet. I'm a screaming loud. I'm from the hood and I'm black and I'm proud. Today, we are joined here by our friend, our fam, our partner in this work, someone who is radically optimistic about what the future can bring and deliver for our children, someone who has joined hands with children, with families and communities to move us closer to a possible future. Hummingbird fam, we want to introduce you to someone that's really special to Jenny and I, Aaron Swanson. Hey Aaron, how you doing? Hey, Donnell and Jenny. I'm great. Thanks for having me this morning. Yeah, so, so as we get started, um, can you tell our listeners, just, just who are you? Sure. So um, in my professional life, I'm the Director of Innovation for Edgecombe County Public Schools in rural eastern North Carolina. 
Um, I'm the former assistant principal at Northwest Halifax High School in Halifax County and a former principal in Edgecombe County as well. Um, I'm the mom of two little girls who attend preschool at Stocks Elementary School in Edgecombe County Public Schools. And um, I'm the wife of an amazing leadership coach, Daniel Riley, who always challenges me to think bigger and to be the fullest version of myself. I'm also a proud alum of Wake Forest University, uh, Teach for America, Eastern North Carolina, and NC State University's Northeast Leadership Academy. Go Pack. Go Pack. <laughs> Shout out to Mila. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Erin, I'm so glad you're here with us. Um, hey, Jenny. In a second, I'm going to ask you what is your hummingbird story, but before we go there, I just want you to know that Donnell and I are so grateful we've gotten to be a small part of your hummingbird story. And for the folks listening at home, Donnell and I are principals and co-leaders at the North Phillips School of Innovation in Edgecombe County. So we've been able to learn from Aaron, um, dream bigger than we ever thought possible and, and grow more than we ever knew we could. Um, and, and both of us, I think, attribute a lot of that to, to Aaron. And so we're just grateful for you, Aaron. But um, would you just tell us a little bit more about your hummingbird story? Yes, absolutely. Um, first, I have to say that Donnell and Jenny are just essential to this story. Um, you all are, are phenomenal, and um, I think the world of you guys, too. And um, so I'm excited that um, you know, I have the chance to tell this story and that um, we can kind of all tell it together. So um, I got into this work um, because I love kids, um, and I wanted all kids to be able to thrive. Um, so, you know, for my first days as a classroom teacher, though, it was, it was really clear that the dominant way of doing school um, just wasn't working for kids, um, no matter how much we all love them. Um, you know, kids are, were and, and still are in many ways um, learning content in isolation. Um, they're not able to explore their purpose and their passions and the things that they're really interested in. Um, they're not even asked what they're interested in, right, in so many cases. Um, you know, they're sitting in desks in one room for hours at a time. Um, and I just saw that, you know, kids weren't happy and they weren't thriving in this environment. Um, and even if they, you know, made gains like in one class or in one year, uh, those gains weren't necessarily sticking over time. Um, I saw this as a principle too, right? Um, you know, and I heard from lots of kids and lots of families that they wanted something different. And so um, I really grew more and more passionate over the years about um, like really changing the entire way that we do school. Um, so that's what I have the pleasure of doing now and really the privilege of doing now, which is working with our, our community and our team in Edgecombe County um, to, um, to imagine and to reimagine schools um, that ensure every child has a joyful childhood. Um, and as we say in Edgecombe County, that every child is supported to become the architect of their own lives. And that's really a term that um, Donnell and Jenny have coined in the innovation zone in Edgecombe County. Um, but that's what we want for every child to be able to really create their own future and, um, and design the community um, that they dream of. Yeah, I remember when we first nailed down that vision that, you know, our students and, and our community, that we are the architects of our lives. I remember that like hitting me in the gut and being like, yes, like that is what we want for every single human in this world for them to have what they like, whatever it takes for them to design their own life and, and blaze their own path. So um, that was just so inspiring to me. So, so Aaron, when you think about your own story, what do you want others to take away from it? Yeah, so I think the big thing is that, um, you know, schools just weren't designed for students and especially for students of color and for other marginalized students um, to become the architects of their own lives and the creators of, of their future and our future. Um, and if we, if we really want a society where everyone has the opportunity to live out their passions and contribute their own unique talents to the fullest, 
um, then we, we absolutely can and we absolutely have to redesign schools and learning experiences. Um, and we know there are policy barriers, um, there are funding challenges, um, there are folks out there who say like it can't be done um, or, or maybe it doesn't need to be done, right? Because school is fine now and, and so many kids are being successful. But I would say, you know, um, all of our kids are not being successful and we can't stop until every single child um, realizes this vision, right? Of being, uh, being the creator of their future. And so um, we have to redesign schools and learning experiences and, and there is a way to do it, right? Um, Donnell and Ginny, you all have proven uh, that it can be done in Edgecombe County. And so, uh, you know, there is, I think, a, a winning formula of sorts, right? So I think that starts with um, really listening um, to kids, to their families, to our teachers, um, and hearing what they want and what they need, right? I think that's the first piece. Um, and then combining that with what we know about learning science, about how kids learn and how um, that learning really sticks over time. Um, and then finally, you know, there is amazing work happening in North Carolina and around the country, right? Um, uh, schools where kids are thriving and where students are, um, are blazing paths. And um, I think learning from those schools is just critical to this work as well. So I think about places like One Stone and Boise. Um, students are voting members of the school board there, right? Um, we visited a school in Iowa called Iowa Big in Cedar Rapids where businesses are actually like handing over some of their most um, challenging problems to kids and kids are finding solutions to those problems. Um, that's the kind of work that we need to be doing in schools across the country. Um, and so I think I, I'd say, you know, don't wait, right? Like we owe it to our kids, we owe it to our communities to do this work now. Yes, 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 yes. I think um, you mentioned the listening piece and, you know, just personally, the empathy work, learning, learning about empathy and like we always knew listening was important, right? I never understood how to like systematically listen to people and then draw insights from it to, to drive our decisions. And I think that just made a huge impact for our own work. Um, and I want to encourage like every educator out there to just to, like get listening. Um, and that's it. Um, so I think I have a sense of what your answer to this might be, Erin, but uh, what's the future that you dream of? Yeah, so, um, you know, so to your point about listening, right, Jenny, I mean, we have done a lot of listening over the past several years. Um, and one of the things we've heard is that um, the, the parts of school kids really love are things like, you know, being on a football team, right, or um, being a part of the coding club. Um, they, they love lunchtime, right? And I think part of the reason they love these things is because in those spaces, they really feel a sense of belonging and a sense of agency. Uh, you know, they're in charge of their lives in those spaces. And um, I think they also feel challenged to, to grow, um, particularly when you think about clubs and sports and those sorts of, um, of places. And so um, I think what I want, the future I dream of, is where kids feel that way about every single part of their day. Um, all of their learning experiences feel like places where they belong, where they're really heard um, and where, where they're challenged. Um, and I believe that if this was the case, um, it would be much more likely that our possible future um, will become a reality uh, where there's no such thing as oppression, where everyone has the opportunity and the agency to contribute their, their gifts and their talents in whatever way they feel is best. And, and that's the future that, um, that I imagine in Edgecombe and, um, and everywhere in our state and our country and our world. Yeah, I love that um, that insight you drew from that. Like this idea of like, okay, kids love sports, so like that's like, like let's think why they love sports. Not just I think a lot of communities and a lot like myself in the past, my instinct is to be like, oh, so we should just have more opportunities for sports or more opportunities for clubs. When really that might actually not get us the outcome we really want. So 
that's super powerful, that insight of like, actually that's how do we take school and make sure that every component of it creates a sense of belonging, agency and challenges and grows kids. That's beautiful, Erin. Yeah, totally. Well, and you all have, have done that in big ways at the North Phillips School of Innovation. So um, I hope everybody gets a chance to learn more about the work y'all are doing. <laughs> yeah, we're still learning ourselves though. So it's, it's all about that growth, right? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so Aaron, um, thank you for um, continuing to inspire us and fuel this work and um, continually to, to advance us and accelerate us to a, to a possible future. But there, there are a few things that I just absolutely love about you. Um, one, of, like, one of which is like, I think the very reason that Jimmy and I um, committed to, to joining you in EDGECOM and, and, and joining ARMS to um, work towards this possible future. I think one is that like, you have this unique ability to um, imagine as, like the world as it can be. Um, you hold that idea, like in terms of how we get there or how might we partner with communities, listen to communities to, to get there. You find others who believe in the same idea and then you, you build, build, build um, towards that possible future. That's one thing I really, really appreciate about um, like you and the way that you, you, you lead. Um, and then a, another thing that I really love is that like you, you believe in things that almost seem impossible um, and you can see beyond, see beyond the constraints and you really see the constraints as like just a result of choices and not just like permanent fixtures and things that can, can be redesigned. Um, and before we can, we can design towards that possible future, um, I think one, another thing I, like, I really appreciate about like you and the way you lead is that you make space for people to really imagine. Um, and we know like th through our work, um, more specifically that like, it's hard to fight for something that you, you can't imagine, right? It's hard to fight for something yeah. that you haven't just like had, a, had the space and time to, to, to dream of. So um, yeah. my question for you is, um, what advice do you have for, for teachers school leaders, parents, community members, students who, who believe in the, in this, in the same like future, who believe in the same dream that, that, that you hold. Absolutely. So, um, so first for teachers and school leaders, um, you know, thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, I know it's hard work. Uh, it's phenomenal work. And, um, you know, we're so grateful for, for everything you do for kids every day. And I would say if you have um, the same vision and the same passion, uh, you know, start by talking with your community, um, you know, back to that, that empathy uh, work, you know, have those conversations with your families, with your kids, um, especially with your kids, right? Like, I feel like they have so much insight into um, what's working for them, what's not working for them, um, and, um, and, and how we can make make school better. Um, so start there. And then I would say, you know, bringing those students in, those families in um, to co-create with you. Uh, like Donnell said, I mean, I think uh, having a, a collective vision um, that's super inspiring to you and, and really rooted in your community is so critical. Uh, so yeah, so bring people in, right? And, um, and create that vision together. Uh, that I think for us in Edgecombe has been a really important part of the work. Um, it's, it's part of the work we need to continue and um, we are going to continue in the future. So, so yeah, for sure do that. And then, you know, commit to this future and just like relentlessly pursue it, you know? So like, don't let things get in your way because things will get in your way for sure. Um, and, um, and there will be times where you feel discouraged. There'll be times where other folks are saying like, you know, this just isn't possible. And I think it is that just um, like relentless commitment to that vision um, that, um, you know, that you have to hold on to. 
and then if you need support and you definitely will need support, right? Like give us a call. Uh, you know, I know I'd be super excited to talk with anybody who's interested in this work and is in the midst of it. I know Donnell and Jenny would too. Um, you know, there are other folks in the state who are doing phenomenal work. I think about our friends in Roanne Salisbury, our friends in Moore County, um, our friends at TIP. Um, you know, there are some, some great leaders um, that are innovating in big ways in North Carolina. And then, you know, a lot of the work that we've done in Edgecombe um, was kind of catalyzed by our work with a, an awesome organization called Transcend. And um, the folks at Transcend are um, phenomenal school designers and they support, they have supported us, you know, for the last four or five years in doing this work. And so, um, yeah, call them too, uh, because they can really help as you um, try to get uh, the, the work of reimagining school off the ground. And then, you know, Donnell, you also mentioned like, you know, what advice do you have for folks who um, maybe aren't in schools right now, but who have the same vision? And I would say like, you know, if you're asked for your perspective, then definitely share it. Like we want it and we need it and it, it, you know, give it to us raw because um, we need to hear like what your experiences are. And then I would say if you aren't asked, um, like go to your county commissioners, go to your school board members, go to your superintendent, go to your principals, your teachers, uh, you know, demand to be heard because, uh, you know, we need to hear what it is that you need and you want. Um, and your voices are really going to push us um, as educators to, to create the type of learning environments that you need. Yeah. And um, one, thank you for that. That just set me on fire. And. <laughs> Uh, I'm ready to continue to roll up my sleeves and keep going. <laughs> and yeah, I, know you are. I have no doubt. <laughs> huge shout out to our friends at Transcend. Um, yeah. Transcend has, has really um, helped us kind of like catalyze our work and help us to um, pursue some really big and bold things for, um, for, for our children and our community so that kids have better childhoods. Um, they continue to surface assumptions and, and question them and seek provocations and in unlikely places and redesign the system in ways that um, that are that are radically different and that that join hands with with students and parents to build towards um, a school that represents like their their hopes for the future and um, so I, so I, I really appreciate the way that they've kind of given us the tools to um, really design towards uh, better childhoods. Absolutely. Um, speaking of working with communities, Erin, one of the things that's inspired me the most as a school leader, and I think given me the clearest picture of what we are trying to do and, and create is, is our graduate aims in Edgecombe County. Could you talk a little bit about how they came to be and why it's so important that school districts commit to graduate aims? Absolutely. So, um, gosh, I want to say it was, it was close to five years ago now that we um, started um, asking folks across our community, right? So, you know, business leaders and kids and parents and teachers, you know, in a variety of forums, um, what it is they hoped to see for Edgecombe kids by the time they were 25 years old. Um, so again, we held town hall meetings and staff meetings and focus groups. And it was all just, um, you know, uh, kind of surrounding this question of, of your hopes and dreams um, for Edgecombe graduates. And, um, and we pick this age of 25 um, because we know that by the time a student is 18, uh, you know, they, they're graduating from high school, but they still have a lot of growing to do, right? And they're still in the process of really figuring out who they are and, and what they want for themselves and for their world. And so we said, you know, by the time our kids are 25, there are five things that as a community, um, we really aim to be true. And these have become our graduate aims. 
um, they are that we want all of our kids to be able to um, to pursue their passions um, and um, and and know kind of or I guess beyond the path to knowing like what their true purpose in life is um, that we want all kids to have global awareness and agency um, that all kids would be contributing positively to their community um, that everyone um, has a an option if they want it to return to or to stay in Edgecombe County. Um, and then finally, that all of our kids are really living into the resilience that we know that they have. Um, and I say kids, but you know, of course we want this for our kids, but we also want this for our, our grownups, right? Like for um, you know, all of our graduates so that um, you know, they can really live the life that they wanna lead um, and create the community uh, that they dream of. Um, and I think, again, this is just so critical because it's, um, I think it really, in Edgecombe, it's given us um, kind of a North Star, right? So as we're redesigning learning experiences, uh, you know, at all of our schools, um, we can really say like, this is the, this is the goal. Um, and, and we can line up all of these learning experiences that we're creating um, to these ultimate aims. Yeah, I think my favorite part of that is the fact that we as a community are just taking such responsibility for, for our young people to put a stake in the ground and say by the time they're 25, this will be true to me says like, we really care about our community and our students and our kids and, and the future of this place. And um, that, that's just always really inspired me. And it keeps me, it keeps me going even on the tough days, you know? For sure. I don't, I don't know if you feel that way too sometimes. Oh, keeps me fired up. Yeah, especially the passion and the resilience pieces. Um, we're really all about those two pieces particularly. So we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, system schools, especially have experienced this like great disturbance. Um, we know, right, through some of our work, um, through being connected with clear kids and in proximate to communities that school in many ways does not work for all of our children. Um, it does not respond to um, the individual needs, their uniqueness, their lived experiences, like all the, the many gifts that they bring to our, to our, to our schools each and every day. Um, it is an honor, it isn't appreciated, and it isn't often, um, the system isn't often designed for that. Um, so our deepest conviction is that, you know, like school, if school doesn't work for all of our children, the school doesn't work, and we have to redesign the system. Um, we know that like great change doesn't often happen until there is like this great disruption. And um, it is an opportunity that like the, the system itself has been disrupted um, by this pandemic, and it gives us an opportunity to take a step back, look at the blank canvas and partner with kids and partner with families to kind of dream of like what, like the new, a new school system can be um, for, for our children. And this is a moment of opportunity, but um, I'm deeply afraid that our schools um, will, at large, will, um, will go back to the way schools were. Back to like a school that does, is not designed around our kids' jaggedness. It's not a design around our, our students' like many gifts and passions and the things that light them on fire. Um, so Aaron, like while we're in the middle of this disruption, um, acknowledging the fear that, um, and again, working closely with you guys, I know you share the same, you know, belief and, and you know, and, 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 and um, deep conviction, right? Like we, we have it here. Um, so Aaron, what, what, what would you offer? Like what could schools, systems, superintendents, principals, teachers, um, community leaders, what, what, what is the first big step that they can take to ensure that, we are, that we're, we're taking a, a, a bold step, walking into the risk to really design a system that better works for, for all students? 
Yeah, so I, I couldn't agree more, Donnell. I mean, I think uh, this is a time where we have to look forward and we can't go backward. Um, and, um, and I think, you know, the first step there is, is, again, listening to our students and kind of hearing what this experience has been like for them. Um, what remote learning has been like, what virtual learning has been like, what um, in-person learning has been like if they've had that opportunity, um, what's worked for them um, in those uh, spaces, what hasn't worked for them. Um, and then also to ask them, you know, even, you know, pre-March, right? Like what was working for them and not working for them then. Um, and, um, and really uh, designing around that, right? Like using that as the foundation um, to then define like what is the future we dream of, right? Because we are gonna have this opportunity to come back, uh, you know, whether it's in January or next May or, you know, next school year, we, we are gonna come back, quote unquote back, right? In some way. Um, and, and however we come back should not look like the way we were in school before. And so let's really seize on this opportunity to hear from our students, um, define what we want that to look like, and then, and then start trying some things, right? That's the, one of the reasons I love Edgecombe County Public Schools is, is we are willing to try things. Um, right now, we have um, taken the idea of learning pods um, that um, I'm sure many of our listeners here have, have heard about, right? Because there are um, lots of communities across the country that are, um, that are trying learning pods for, for students. And in, in a lot of cases, it's more affluent students that are having the opportunity to engage in these learning pods. Um, but we've taken that concept in Edgecombe County Schools and, and as a district, we've created learning pods for our students. There are pods at North Edgecombe High School, at Phillips Middle School. Um, Jenny and Donnell are leading this work. Um, and, um, and students who don't have internet access or who might be struggling in, in other ways are coming together in small groups with a, a loving, caring facilitator um, who is helping them uh, you know, really realize their goals um, even during this pandemic. And, and so that work is phenomenal. It's, it's, um, it's something we're trying. There's lots of other interesting things out there right now that, um, that I think school systems can try. Um, and then, you know, it might not look exactly the same, right, after we, we come back to school in full force, but, but I think we can use some of these ideas and, and learn from them and build on them um, to, uh, to make school, again, much more personalized, much more student-driven, um, much more, um, you know, in line with our ultimate vision for kids. Thank you for that, Erin. And um, if, if, I, if I have not like, you know, publicly thank you before, I do wanna take the time on the, on the Hummingbird stories to just um, share with you just how grateful we are for you um, and the way you, you just, like, you inspire us. Um, every single day, I remain like awe-inspired by the way you show up for, for folks, show up for people, um, you show up for schools, show up for leaders. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I'm just grateful for the way you just derive hope, uh, you derive power and imagination. And just like this ability to to recognize that just because like this is the way things like are, it doesn't mean that like these are the way things should should be. And um, just love how you continue to pull us closer to um, a future that can be, and inspire us to continue to pursue that future in a really bold and and, and radical radical way alongside of our kids. So I'm uh, grateful for you. Yeah, me too, Aaron. And I I just I can't emphasize enough how how grateful I am also for you and for everybody else, um, just for school leaders. I know there, there's definitely been times for me where Aaron has pushed me a little bit and my gut instinct is to be like, uh-uh, I don't have capacity for that. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm capable of that, right? And, and then Aaron will be like, well, what about this? And what about that? And walk me through it. And then, you know, she always brings it back to like, well, what do we want to be true? And, and I know that um, 
Aaron, just because of you, I've done things like I never would have thought we would have pods at Phillips Middle School during a pandemic, but here we are, you know, and I, I think if I could say one thing to everybody listening, if you don't have an Aaron Swanson in your life, you need to get one immediately. Yeah. You can't have ours. So go find <laughs> another one. <laughs> but I just, everybody needs somebody who um, just holds tight to that, that bold vision and can bring us there even when we are experiencing fear um, because it's going to happen. And so I just want to make sure that everybody hears that and, and find yourself an Aaron Swanson. Um, but to wrap us up, Aaron, uh, the last thing I just want to say is other than finding an Aaron Swanson, um, how else can people, you know, learn more about um, ways in which they can start listening and designing and, and doing something different moving forward? Yeah, so um, you guys are awesome. Uh, so, you know, I would say, uh, first of all, just let me extend the, uh, the offer again. Uh, please come visit us at Edgecombe County. Um, visit us virtually right now. Um, and later on, you can visit us in person. Um, we'd love to have you. Um, and then I would just say, you know, the work that Donnell and Jenny are doing at the North Phillips School of Innovation um, just totally embodies this vision, right? So I would say, you know, continue to learn from them, talk to them. Um, there's a really great video that our friends at EdNC created and um, and uh, have have shared called We Drive It. Um, so check out that video. Um, it really tells the story of the North Phillips School of Innovation and the amazing work that they're doing there. Um, we have a case study uh, coming out in December that um, Transcend will share. Uh, and that case study is going to really tell the story of the design um, and then now the implementation of the um, the new school model that's been created at North Phillips. So um, check that out too. Um, Transcend's website is um, transcendeducation.org, and, um, and they've got all sorts of awesome resources on there, a graduate AIMS database, um, a, a learning science summary that's phenomenal. Um, so please check out all of that. And, um, and you know, I, I'm super excited that, um, that more schools in the state and, and across the country um, are going to be uh, the types of places where students can become the architects of their lives. Awesome. Well, Erin, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. Um, thank you for always believing in us and inspiring everybody who comes in contact with you. Um, you just make people better. It's, it's just true. So we love you and we thank you for joining us today. Uh, I love you guys too. Thank you all so much for having me and um, yeah, uh, keep doing the amazing work you're doing. Well, that's it. Thank you for tuning into the Hummingbird Stories. Please share our podcast with the people you love and rate it wherever you get your pods. Follow Ginny on Twitter at Omira Jen. Follow me on Instagram at Martin Luther Can Jr. Hummingbird Stories is made by Ali Lindenberg, Ginny Omira, and me, Donnell Cannon. Original music by 8th grade student DX4L. Hummingbird painting is by 8th grade student Jocelyn Hernandez. Special shout out to Nevin Rash always reminds us, why not us? Thanks to the Ed and C team for their never-ending support.